took a shit. Pooping. <laughs> no, wait. I lost it. <laughs> the butt. Pooping butt. Is. Well, really, shouldn't it be... Uh, Pooping in the butt. No, no. It should be for this week. Uh, take me out to the poop game. Take me out to the shart. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay, good job. Let's, I'm going to do the intro. How's that? I think that was the intro. Good Stick luck. Stick that up your ass and smoke it. And welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast brought to you by Pixar. Nope. Pixar. Nope. They make movies. They have a movie about a fish. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. I can't talk. Cease and desisted by Pixar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that joke was worth three times. (laughs) (laughs) But can you explain it? Because I don't get it. Uh, anyway. Cease and defished. Am I right? Ah, there it is. My name be Jake. This is Chris. This is Ames. This is Caitlin. I'm Justice. Yay. And Justice is here. Switch oh, hitting tonight. Look at that. Ah, hey, Justice. Hi. Uh, you always join us for the best episodes. Oh, You'll have God. to teach us later how to bite. I should have vowed a long time ago never to watch this episode again. Oh. Well, what episode are we discussing? After Image wasn't that bad. No, is a fine episode. Like is it? having, it's it's passable for getting there. Like I have I have notes, but but Jake but wants it's to a possible talk. Episode. Well, shut the fuck up! I'll do the intro. <laughs> oh my god! We should let walls. justice. We should let justice do the summary. We never let guests do summaries. <laughs> we should uh, just bring that on him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so this is uh, Star to Steer by Star Trek Podcast, episode 222. Holy! Like that TV show from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Room 222. Never saw it, but I know that it existed. Hmm. I know it was about a high school. Had a lot of... Good fucking God. I feel like there was a lot of, like, message <laughs> You're message never going to talk episodes. Star Trek today. But we are going to talk Star Trek today. Anybody got any Batman news? No! (laughs) This week, welcome to This Week in Batman. (laughs) This Week in Batman, the Batmobile lost its wheels and the Joker (laughs) Joker got away. Joker got away. Uh, Joker laid an egg or took ballet. Oh, Robin laid an egg. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Robin did lay an egg. Why did they, why would, I think that the Joker would lay an egg when there's such a... Never mind. Well, you know, maybe because you're used to laughing the at the penguin, Joker's boner. The penguin laid an egg. He did. That, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Ow. But anyway, we are actually talking about Star Trek The Next Generation. Are you sure? I'll believe it when I hear it. He's in The Next Generation, so we're still technically not right. Whatever. Yeah, you know, well, the second episode is about cricket, and Picard is a big fan. Yes. Oi, governor. Uh, so this week... We're covering two episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. With you so Those far. are After Image Ugh. and Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Or as Ames has titled it in our notes, Take Me Out to the Hollow What the Fuck Ever It Is. <laughs> yep. 
I can't oh, tell the I difference. Like I don't know. No, that's the what he's, suite, that's exactly what Jake said. The hollow suite is, is endlessly cummier. That's, oh, that's no. I think, the difference. Yeah. It's because it's a lot quarks, stickier in the hollow bar. suite. Um, so anyway, but first, before we get to that delightful little ditty, let us talk about the first episode, <laughs> After Image. After Image, okay? So in After Image, we meet our new Dax, not Jedzia, but Ezri, who you may remember from the previous episode. Ezri Dax, she's hanging out on the station, but, you know, she's trying to talk with people. I don't really remember. She makes eye contact with Worf. It's awkward. Worf gives her the brush off, and she decides, ah, I don't want to be here. This place sucks. Fuck it. Meanwhile, uh, Garrick has been recruited to do some kind of, I don't know, decoding transmissions from the Cardassians. Something. Yeah, code breaking. Like, yeah. like, why the fuck would, would they be using Cardassian codes? Why don't they use Dominion codes? I don't know. Whatever, Breen. Man. What's the Breen up to? Yeah, the Breen. Jeez. So, anywho, Garrick's been decoding these things, but he starts having, remember, uh, you can recall all the way back to season 14 when he was having issues with claustrophobia. So he starts kind of having those symptoms again. In Quarks, he kind of has a little outburst, and then he's in his shop doing some something, and he has another one and, and freaks out. And, and as you'll remember, Ezri Dax is a therapist. Supposedly. Supposedly. Junior. She's an assistant therapist? Yeah. So she's assistant like, well, you know, I, while I'm here, I might as well. Assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> I might as well therapize the shit out of Garrick and fix his claustrophobia there's a bunch of that you know meanwhile also Worf is being mopey and uh, quark and julian are Ugh. getting boners for God Esri. damn it but war puts them. a stop to that he grabs the doctors like if you if you ever look at her again i'll tear your spine out uh, I don't know why I sound like Odo. Wow. I, I was thinking you actually sounded like Christian Bale's Batman, so I thought we had gone full circle there for a second. Thought you were speaking bat. Um, I don't remember. Was there any other B plot in this episode? I don't. I don't really remember. No, they were kind of just. That was it. It was. Okay. It was a couple was days in the life of Ezri. Yeah. Right. Clean, so anyway, so long story, story short, she helps Garrick get over his thing. Because it turns out what he's really upset about is that the information that he's giving the Federation is going to be used to kill Cardassians. And he doesn't feel so great about that. But then she's like, yeah, but I helped you. And he's like, you're right, you did. So, thanks. <laughs> um, Pat's on the head. And then, but Ezri's still like, I, well, Ben, I saved Garrick, but I guess I'm, but I have to leave because, you know, Worf's a big bitch. And uh, I just can't be in the same station with him. And uh, also, I quit Starfleet because I also don't want to be in Starfleet anymore for some reason. And then she's about to leave and Worf shows up at her quarters and is like, I don't want you to leave on my account. Still Odo. And she's like, well, that's literally <laughs> the only reason I'm leaving. And he's like, oh, OK, well, don't. So she's like, fine, I won't. So she goes back to Ben and she's like, yeah, I, I would like to rescind my resignation. He's like, I never said it anyway. It's right here in my desk drawer it's next to my Purdue man. Bad captain. I just, I, I put it in the circular file. <laughs> What's happening? Don't you got another case of the Mondays? <laughs> anyway. 
Was that about it? After Image, I think. Yeah, Yeah. it's a it's a pretty straightforward episode introducing you to to Esri and also having a little bit of additional story go on. Yeah, I think to to be fair to Esri, though, she didn't think her therapizing Garrick was a good idea. (laughs) This was another classic Cisco move. This was let's see what happens. Yep, that's a typical Cisco move. Like that is. You know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, like, how consistent uh, Ducat Ducat is. Because, like, even as his exact sort of, like, means and motive and motive and his means and his modus operandi change, his actual end goal, his core beliefs always remain intact. Ben, similarly, his core belief is, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's Come on, take old this... man. Let's fuck around and find out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, let's take this woman who really, like, maybe shouldn't leave Starfleet, but should might probably take a sabbatical. Does she have be- another life? Like, did she not have any other thing happening in her life? I mean, she was a Starfleet officer, you know? She was a trainee, basically. She's like... Does she have friends or parents or no one else? Literally uh, no yeah, one she else. Talked, she talked about that. Yeah, like she had a life, but it's, you know, like she pro again, like realistically, she should take some time off to let everything settle because she was not trained for this. I mean, it's been like, what, two, three months? Yeah, but I imagine, you know, you're supposed to get years of intensive mm. training before you're joined. If you've gotten no training, like you probably need a while to just kind of stare at a sunset and but ben's like i want my friend here <laughs> yeah but old as far as like friend, yeah, old, come along old man uh as far as like friends and family go i'm sure it, like in troll culture and like as soon as somebody's joined you, you know like oh that's like they went off to war uh, you, you they just like you know they're that they, they're still around but they like kind of don't exist with you anymore yeah, yeah. Which, again, like, her family wouldn't have been prepared for that, you know? Like, a family of a trill that's going to be joined, that's probably part of it, is they get used to the idea that one day this will happen. But they're not allowed to support them when they're going through something that's incredibly difficult? I mean, I'm sure they could if she'd, again, just take the damn vacation, Mm. but... Mm. But Ben wants his friend! Yeah, I will say, so the opening bit of the episode does something that I that kind of sums up Trill culture better than all of the Jedzia episodes where they tried to tell you about Trill culture combined. And mm. that's that she's standing on in, in on the promenade on the second shelf somewhere, looking out, saying, I've never stood here before in my life, and yet I I know this exact feeling of standing right here. And I said, Wow, that is exactly trill culture right there. Yeah. They they did it in one line. Good job, Esri. I have notes for that scene. I do have notes for that scene. Uh, that scene, she's speaking to Morn, and like, uh, and uh, my only my only suggestion is Morn absolutely should have understood every bit of what she was going <laughs> through, and that would have been so perfect that he like. They, uh, if she ended it with like, I- I'm glad you understand, Morn. Uh, you've always understood. And then uh, uh, let's just hope everybody else does. And then continues with the rest of the episode. Perfect. That would have been everything they needed from that. I'd like or they, that. Or they finally give Morn his one line because she goes, you don't even know who I am, do you? And he just goes, Dex. 
Oh. Like, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, that would have been sweet. I'd have liked that. Yeah, that'd be good. But I do like the idea that she just cornered him and forgot to say who she was. <laughs> it must be weird. Like, I imagine there are probably moments, because, yeah, I mean, she's been Esri her whole life, but now she's got this fucking cluster jumble. Mm-hmm. Like, there must be moments where she, like, forgets she's short compared to Jadzia. She's like, can't reach the fu- Oh, yeah, I never could. Yeah, like, she looks she's at- the shortest of them all. Yeah, like, she looked at Jake at one point and like, wow, Jake, you're a lot taller now. I think that was last week, though. Yeah. Yes, it was. Although Jake, uh, was that this week? Yeah, I was gonna say, but Jake thought she was a cutie this week. Yeah. <gasps> that's and weird. That's uh, in the, uh, the quotes, uh, <laughs> she's cute. She's also about 300 years too old for you. <laughs> but also about 300 years too old for anybody else on the ship. It didn't really occur to me, because I, like, I was a big Doctor Who fan back in the day. Mm-hmm. And... We sort of always thought about the inappropriateness of, like, a 1,400-year-old alien fucking a, you know, 20-year-old Billy Piper from Earth. And I Who kind else of, is he gonna fuck? We're all taking that chance with Billy Piper. You have to understand. Well, that's fair. Look, I still maintain, everyone says that was the f- No, the first Doctor to fuck was John Pertwee. Because the face he makes when he meets Liz Shaw... Cool. But, Not all of us uh, know no anything about Doctor means. Who. Yeah, well, I, was I hate. Say, that's for the two people that do. Uh, well, well you gonna, hate though. I was gonna say that people like more likely to know knew who, but that's but that's all. Just that like, is Dax being kind of a creepy weirdo by like having relationships with creatures who are centuries his junior? Well, his junior. I mean, the thing is, it depends on how you look at it. Because I mean. The individual is still an individual, and they have a standard. Like, we don't know how long a trill with or without is. Like, the actual trill sans symbiote, like, how long they live. You know, they might have a perfectly reasonable lifespan as compared to most other sapient species. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, though, is, like, to that point, I think of all the people in the cast, Jake is probably the closest in age to... True. Esri. Oh, that's yeah. right, because Julian is over 30 now. I know. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's crumbling like, to that's dust. That's robbing the cradle right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was going to say, that's the thing that I absolutely hate, is that they're still pushing this, if someone's going to have Dax, it's got to be Quark or Julian, and I, God fucking, <laughs> da- I hate it. I hate every moment yeah, of it. It's back to, like, season one bullshit. I, I was going to say, what it really comes down to is it's not actually that... Cisco thinks the age gap is inappropriate. It's that Cisco knew Curzon. Yeah. <laughs> and he does not want his son anywhere near Curzon's even memories. Um, although, yes, I think it would have been kind of funny if the show had, if they had to do it. I mean, they just could just ignore it. But if they had to try something, it would have been kind of funny to try to make Jake and her an item just to weird everyone out and make Cisco super confused. Not every, not all the characters have to be an item with somebody. Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree, don't get me wrong, but because they seem to insist on doing it, I wish that had been the path. Yeah. The the ideal. But did you, but did you hear how much Jadzia secretly really loved being sexually harassed by Julian every day? Well, the only thing that made that scene bearable was then her telling him, like, it would have been you, and that clearly, utterly destroyed him. Mm Mm-hmm. Take like that, that, Julian. That almost made 
everything else worth it just to watch him crumble. Yeah, but I also kind of hated that. Not because it made him crumble, but just because. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, it's still, absolutely it's, awful. It's really like we yeah. didn't need any of that. It was no, dumb. No. We we gotten Julian to progress past that. No, nope, we're dragging they, him back by the heels. Yeah, they've gone meta, basically. And ugh, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, I'm just really annoyed that, you know, there's two main female characters on this show. And, you know, they had Jadzia and they kind of, not ruined Jadzia, but having all of the boners for Jadzia for all those years was stupid. Yep. And gross. And now they have an opportunity to reboot that character in a way. Yeah. But they st- like of all the things they kept, they kept the boners. Yeah. Like, no. Like, if any... Again, you don't need to justify it, but again, I TV writers are idiots. Like, if they felt like they had to justify it, you just been like, look, I'm not... I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I don't right. know. So just, I don't need a relationship. I suddenly have seven or eight other relationships that were sprung on me. Yeah, I yeah. really liked the the scene where Ezri actually told Ben not to call her old man anymore. Yeah. And then he does the next fucking scene and <laughs> I wanted does. to throw him out an airlock. Well, I don't know if like she was saying, I think. Maybe was it just in the, like at the moment, don't the, call me was, old man. Uh, yeah, I think it was in the moment because she wasn't feeling very good, you know, because that was the scene where she, you know, snuck in the back door to his mm. office and stuff to avoid Worf. Well, yeah. what I'm saying then is I would have liked if we stopped calling Dax old man now because Ezri is a different person who doesn't like that. Yeah. But no, we're going to treat it exactly the same all the time. I will say, though, one thing I, I thought was, I don't know what the adjective here I want is, but I, I enjoyed, I guess, Avery Brooks' performance. Like, he was definitely, he, he's just, like, he's used to this, you know? He he is the least phased by any of this. Which scene he's, are you talking about? Just in general, like a lot of their interactions are just he's just like, this is fine. This is not what. Why is everyone being so weird? It's Dax. Oh, see, even I Dax didn't... is like, but it is weird. And he's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> see, I didn't I didn't care for when he started just yelling at her and and pulling the kind of reverse psychology like, oh, you should go then. You suck. You're the you're the worst Dax yet. Get the fuck out of my office. And even though you know he's doing it, he's doing it as a way to, like, push her to that edge. He doesn't know this Dax. He doesn't know how far he can push this Dax. That's no, already, that's and, really and, shitty. And, and the first already, time we meet her, she's like, I'm neurotic as shit, and I already don't want to be doing this. Yeah. So it kind of feels especially yucky. But also, like, come on, Esri. That was obvious reverse psychology. You're a <laughs> well, therapist. How well, do you not... Thing, though. Well, I think what if we learned counselors in these shows are not very fucking good, are they? What do you think, <laughs> Go ahead, Jake? I think she decided to stay because she figured, man, there's going to need be a lot of people needing therapy on this station given how emotionally abusive the captain is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben is nuts and I love him. He makes mistakes, but overall I love him. Does an occasional war crime. Yeah, yeah occasionally. I was Reverse psychologizes his friend poorly. He's, I mean, he's basically forcing poor Garrick to do this thing that he clearly doesn't want to do and is uncomfortable with. 
and he convinces Dax to go in there and like convince him that it's the right thing. I mean, this isn't even bringing up the next episode where he forces everybody to play baseball <laughs> against a team that's clearly far better. <laughs> he, he he makes he makes poor Rom humiliate himself. <laughs> I am well, going to get to this. But, but, I'm going to be so angry true. later. But the point <laughs> but is... also makes him... Rom fucking embarrasses himself every episode hey. on his own. Hey. So oh, let's, let's not pretend. You're terrible. I mean, what, here's the thing, though. Ben Sisko is a monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Uh, can we talk about uh, Worf's snit when he finally uh, actually runs into her? You are oh not John Cena. Jadzia died and went to Stovacor. <laughs> like, oh, oh like, it, he, like he's just he's, he puts on his big boy pout and, and it's got to be such not, a weird thing. I mean, he weird. just more or less he just, he just kind of reached a new level in his morning when he did like the the shit from last week where he like got Jadzia into Stovacor or so he thinks because yeah. that's what Klingons think. Yeah. And once he reaches that level, I think he's, like, more okay. But then to just shove Dax in his face, that's yeah. gotta rip every rug out from under him. I, like, I think the problem, like, the snit scene is annoying, and his later scene, like, that just, like, that's better. It's just like, look, I have this kind of weird religious outlook, sometimes, if the writers decide I do. <laughs> and it's hard for me to comprehend the idea that, like, a trill soul isn't necessarily immutable. You know, it, it's potentially a it can fragment maybe, and that doesn't that doesn't uh, jive with his his upbringing, and that's hard for him to wrap his mind. And that was a much better scene, you know, because it was a little more just adult and honest. You know, it's like I'm I'm having trouble dealing with sort of like you know for all the stuff he could deal with their cultural differences. It's that when it got to the metaphysical, there was an issue, mm. and that's way more interesting than just. Me. You're not her. You're not her. Speaking of like way more interesting, this episode is is such like a like C average uh, episode. Otherwise, like I I want so much more out of it. Like considering all of the like metaphysical questions it should be raising. Yeah, but yeah, there were several moments. Yeah, go ahead. Instead, we got Garrick like going a little overboard, uh, even for Garrick. But they, like, for all that, like, his whole plot annoyed me, when he actually had his final breakdown, I thought yeah, that was really well done. Oh, mm. I didn't. Really? Oh, I, I, I loved thought, it. I thought his final meltdown looked like an actor acting. Not really? I, yeah. I quite liked it. And I th- maybe it's because I've seen way better Garrick meltdowns. I mean, it, just, it definitely looked like a panic attack, I guess. Mm. Which is different than, like... You know, just a strictly emotional breakdown because a a panic attack is an emotional breakdown. Plus, all logic is just gone. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. But I remember in the moment being like, am I affected by this? I don't know, because I could see the seams. And Mm. I realized that took me out of it in that moment. It's like, oh, I see Andrew Robinson in here. Damn it. Took took me out of the show. I would agree that, like, you can kind of see the seams through this whole episode, because they really do have to stitch her into everything in with, what, 10 yeah. episodes left? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know, right? I want to talk a little bit about... Are there, are there only 10 episodes left? 
Yeah, no, we're still no. pretty early in the season. There's now. like yeah, 20. 20. Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly how. Yeah, there's 26-ish, 28 oh, yeah. in the season. All right, I got scared. Go on. But still, they gotta, yeah, they gotta get her in there quickly. Yeah, they have a season to deal with her. Okay. But, um, no, I want to talk about, is Esri a good therapist? Because there was a hot second when she first starts talking to Garrick that she starts telling a story about herself. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. Esri's a genius, and she's figuring out like how to get Garrick to respond by telling a similar story so that he can see himself in her story. And then it turns out, no, that's not what she did. She's just telling the story because she said she's a neurotic weirdo uh, who doesn't know how to talk to people. God damn it. <laughs> Esri is a bad therapist because of what we've talked about before. They don't know how to write therapy on this show uh like liz said when she was on if only they'd ever consulted a therapist like they consulted every other kind of scientist and doctor because it very much is like everything she does in the episode is very much like how 90s television understood psychiatry you have a breakthrough and you're magically better even though she says you have a breakthrough and that's the start. And I was like, oh, yes, you understand. Because I mean, the thing is, you know, you go to therapy sometimes and like, I go to therapy. I know what's wrong with me. I already know why I'm a fucking mess. And that doesn't magically fix me. That's why I see a therapist and eventually took pills. But like, oh, God, I can't wait. This to is still pills. that. Huh? I said, I just can't wait to get on pills. Oh, it's amazing. Try, try regular therapy first, everyone. Just, just, just saying. Don't jump straight to pills. They're not always necessary. PSA. But, like, this is very much like TV 90. The, the thing we've been bitching about the whole time with, with therapy on TNG and DS9. It's just, this is as good as they can write it because they refuse to find out how. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. So, like, no, she isn't, but also she couldn't be better because of who's writing her. Is she better than Vic? No. No. <laughs> yeah, Vic has a much stronger the, sense of self. Damn. Vic is the best uh, therapist in the show. Who is? Uh, Vic. Yeah, Vic's, Vic's the best therapist on DS9. Guinan's the best therapist we've seen full stop. Alcohol, yeah. the cause of and solution to. <laughs> All of life's problems. But yeah, that's what annoyed me. About, like, I like the, I, I, the idea that Garrick is being torn up by conflicted loyalty is great. But the plot was so just was just wasted on this this because mm. you know because this is a guy who you know uh, he was exiled for God knows what weird political reasons but he actually still loves Cardassia and wants to be part of it and it does also explain sort of why he would have started thinking like yeah of course I can do this code breaking because fuck the Dominion I want the Dominion off of Cardassia but you know given time and he thinks it was like right but that. The problem is with Cardassia in bed with the Dominion. And that's really, it, it, like, that, again, ties really well into his character, his overall arc, everything we know about him. Which is why the fact that it was kind of mishandled in this makes it so much worse. Because, again, it makes so much sense with everything we have on him. Yeah. Claustrophobia on a space station mm. is fucking wild. Because there's nowhere you can go. I mean, sure, yeah, they go to the holodeck, holosuite, holo whatever the fuck ever it is, as I wrote in my notes. But he knows, like, this isn't real. This air that yeah. I'm breathing has been recycled every which way. If I want to go outside, I die, because that's fucking vacuum. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the most trapped you can be. Yeah, and I mean, 
he's lucky he's where he is because it's, you know, still bigger than the corridors on a starship. <laughs> yeah. Like even a bigger starship than, you know, you look at like, say, the Enterprise D. Yeah, those hallways are a decent size, but that's as big as anything gets, you know? Like the promenade is huge. Yeah, don't go on the ISS, Garrick. No. No matter like how that, much uh, they beg you to replace the Russians. I like the HIPAA violation where Garrick is like, let's go and have this conversation about my private medical information in public. (laughs) (laughs) But see, he requested it, so it's okay. Yeah, I know. But I I think even then Bashir would have to be like, "Uh, I'm kind of not allowed, but maybe. I don't know. We were in a hospital one Christmas Eve and they delivered a fucking death sentence there right in front of us. Yeah, right in the waiting room. room. I was was like, this is fucking awful. Whoa. Yeah, no, very unpleasant. What, What did they say to him? Uh, basically that... He had a blood infection, and they were like, there's nothing we can do, you're gonna die. Yeah. Holy shit. And he was like, what if I quit right now? And the doctor was like, nope, it's too late. And I'm just sitting there like, why isn't this happening in an office? Can I I leave? I'm gonna leave. (laughs) It was so upsetting. I, like, I've... I'll never forget that yeah, experience because no. it was terrible and like, I, I was I, heartbroken for this kid. I'm, you more, know, I'm, I'm more sad for you guys for having to be there. Well, it's so awkward. It's, but we got really to live. Did, yeah. We got to live, so. Especially because it turns out I didn't have to be there. <sighs> oh, no. Yeah, that's true. I had burnt myself with a chemical, but because I had followed the instructions on the bottle and from poison control, I was fine. Hmm. And the, the chemicals, we weren't cooking meth. It was for, like, yeah, it, was, it was for draining the tub. Yeah, it, was it was, like, like industrial-strength Drano. If you really want to know how stupid people are, though, every nurse and doctor I saw, when I explained, you know, they looked, oh, it seems fine. It's like, oh, yeah, I just followed the instructions. They all looked amazed beyond belief that someone had followed the instructions. That's amazing. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. Also, keep in mind, this is, uh, this is as we discovered with TNG, HIPAA was quite new at this point. Oh, yeah. Because we, we joked about HIPAA violations in TNG, but then I looked it up, and HIPAA didn't exist until 1996. Huh. Well, that means it should be well established by the 24th century, and why yes. don't they know that? Mm. Damn it. Speaking of death sentences... Esri just goes right to the place where Jedzia died, and I that oh, struck yeah. me as like... This is really dark, but they're playing it in such a light way, and it's weird. Yeah, that's another scene that should have been better. <laughs> yeah, she, like, skipped into the room, like, humming, la la la, oh, I died here, do 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 <laughs> What I thought was really awkward, though, too, was, like, Kira being like, yeah, I, I try not to think about it, because she, of course, <laughs> has to go there every day to worship, oh, you know? Oh, my God, that's true. Like, that should have, again, that should have been a better scene. That should have been a longer conversation between the two of them. Yeah, and not, uh, like, their first conversation. Yeah, which it basically is. Like, ugh. Like, there's so many... That's what's really crushing about this one, is it's like, there's so many germs of good ideas, okay. and none of them turn into a disease. Yeah. Weird. It's I don't a know. weird Ezra metaphor, Chris. Esri <laughs> seems to be sticking around. Oh. Disease enough for me. Poor Esri. With her... She, poor Esri... She Nothing. has a has a, a horrible hand dealt to her because how are you going to like a character introduced in the seventh season replacing a beloved character? You're yeah. not. They should have yeah. just written her off. I still don't understand why they've done it. Yeah, they could the have one that, episode where, the, where we go visit the new host and that'll be it. Yeah, yeah that would have been good. Uh, the thing is, though, like, Esri or not, I just kind of feel and have felt since, because what about episodes? These like the third and fourth episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already feels like the weakest season they've ever produced. Like it's it feels weaker than season one, which is unusual for 
Star Trek. Like, season one is usually rough. With Deep Space Nine, it was actually pretty good, but now I'm feeling, like, already pretty underwhelmed by everything. And I feel like Esri is just, like, the thing that drags it lower, because I'm like, oh, this sucks. And again, like, in every way, it's like we're dragging it back to first season with the with the Julian yeah. and Quark mm. bullshit and the Esri. Like, okay, so now Dax, once again, is not a person. She's just an object to be lusted after. She's going to leave the station because of Worf. Oh, no, she's going to stay because Worf said so. Oh, who's going to get the, the, you know, who's going to get Dax? Like, just, ugh. And My money's on Quark. <laughs> yeah, well... No, Morn. It's gotta be Morn. Well, yeah. Well, I, I kind of feel like Morn's already hit that. I feel like Morn and Jadzia... <laughs> they definitely like, had they at had least it. one date. Yeah. Well, Hot. Morn is a great listener, and, uh... He's got know, those cute a, little a, hairs. A, yeah, I was a, like, Jadzia liked his hairs. A giving lover, you know? Very uh, generous lover. Uh, it, 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 to his under that weird padded suit, he's, like, buff. Like he's got like a diglet head on just a bodybuilder's body, and I've you know that that, that pebbling, I've seen that, drawing. that pebbling mm-hmm. that's on his skin. I mean, that's uh, pretty pleasurable. Uh, oh my god, his whole body is ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> that's right. Oh my god. As a side wow. note, I thought it was really excellent that the Garrick's big trauma, you know, super straight Garrick, the big trauma in his life was being stuck in the closet where his dad put him. <laughs> No, no. And, oh, and that he could have left at any point, but he was keeping himself in there. Yeah, Elim, Elim, definitely no homo Garrick kept in the closet. I just, I was like, really? Come on now. So, uh, combine, okay. Oh, wait, combine that with been the... Like, uh, I bet you Julian could help you with this problem. <laughs> combine that with the uh, the Esri uh, quote of, these pronouns are going to drive me crazy. Oh, yeah, I thought that was really funny, too. I was... I thought that too. Yeah, definitely funny in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. Especially like now, where literally as as we're recording this, there's like all of this. Yeah, isn't Maddie that what I was just bullshit. gonna say? Isn't that exactly what Maddie in the morning said yeah. as he yeah. left his show? Was these pronouns are driving me crazy? Yep. Yeah. Um, something, something like that. So this just occurred to me. Oh. oh. Years and years, and because I've you know been aware of this show for you know since I was a teenager. <sighs> Elim backwards is mile. Yes. And? and Julian's other boyfriend is Miles. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah, and if you mix up Miles, it becomes slime. So Hey, that's I, just, I just think it's funny that... I know, I'm just teasing. You, believe me, when you mix up Miles, it becomes slime. No. no. Especially if Julian's no. involved. I, if only you could somehow make Kilometer out of Keiko's name. but <laughs> Like an anagram or something. Sorry, okay, non sequitur. Anyway, let's anyway. Uh, let's move on to the reason we're all here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really? Oh boy. Already? Oh yeah. I think Do you have so. anything you else talking? you want to say about After Image? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess not. We've been talking like for a while. Forty minutes on yeah. After Image. Yeah, that, that, that went by really fast. Isn't After Image the name of like a Sky Mall type of thing? No, Sharper Image. Damn yeah. it. Sorry. <laughs> you can you can remove that or not. I don't really. No, I'm keeping it. Good, 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 good. Brookstone. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Brookstone was like the gentleman's sharper image. That's right. You're going to uh, get a nice leather massage chair and a Zen waterfall and <laughs> just the electronics that are black, shapeless obelisks. 
I kind of miss going into stores like that, though. I don't know if they even still exist, but they, they were because there was always useless garbage in there. Mm-hmm. But it was always fun to look at. Yeah. I actually got so a chair expensive. massage at a mall this weekend. It was great. Nice. I know how to party. I will say I tried it. It hurt like a motherfucker. But when I was done, it, I did feel better. I yeah. felt it in my back for days. It was great. Anyway, Hollow Sweet, Jake. Hollow Sweet. All right. So in our next episode, we'll be talking about Take Me Out to the Hollow Sweet. Let's see what all happens. Not so, much. Uh, it's a regular day in Deep Space Nine, and a blast from the past comes for uh, to see uh, Cisco, and we have this real tense, kind of bitchy, passive-aggressive conversation between Cisco and his his rival Solok. The one the emotion Vulcan... Vulcans are allowed to have is smug. Yeah, so he's a <laughs> smug petty. piece of shit. <laughs> and he's racist. really petty. And we find out that, yeah, and super racist. But anyway, we come to find out that uh, Solok, who's ostensibly here to get his ship fixed, actually what he wants to do is challenge Cisco to a baseball game. Uh, of which, you know, which Cisco immediately accepts because he loves baseball and there's nothing else more important going on right now (laughs) so uh so yeah so he gets the crew together says hey we're starting a baseball league doesn't actually take anyone else (laughs) and uh and they're all like okay so they do tryouts i don't know there's not too much to go into they kind of do they have like a little practice they play catch uh, there's a lot of goofy shit, you know, showing aliens not being able to understand baseball. And or Englishmen or Irishmen. Right. So really only Jake and Benjamin are, are good at it. Well, that um, makes sense. I mean, they have the most experience. Yeah. But, you know, they go out of their way to show that, that Rom is, is not just bad. He's he's like destructively bad. <laughs> Poor Rom. Um, so he almost he he broke Quark's head. Yeah, he bre- he breaks Quark's head, and he's so bad that he gets kicked off the team, and everyone else is gonna quit in protest. But he's like, "Don't quit in protest on my account. Just just stick it out. I want you to stick it out." So they all do. Then uh, Cisco's like, "Shit, Jake, uh, our team blows. We need to call in a ringer." So he pulls strings to get Cassidy's deliveries canceled. Damn. To look- <laughs> To lure her back to the station. Someone really needed those deliveries. <laughs> Lures her back. She thinks uh, it's going to be a, a fuck fest. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But it, but then he's like, actually, I got you two weeks off. Arm? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, how many handies do I need to give you? Jesus. <laughs> um, but no, it turns out he needs that throwing arm because uh, he needs her on the team. He needs a ringer. We we also find out that uh, this whole. This whole thing with uh, Solok isn't just a, uh, you know, this just a standard rivalry. Turns out there's a history here, and uh, Cisco and him had had a wrestling match, which Cisco got humiliated. And uh, this is back when they were at the academy together. And then Solok, you know, not only did he humiliate Cisco in this wrestling match, he bragged about it for years via academic paper. Via academic paper and use Cisco as the example of human inferiority. So it was really important Damn. to Cisco to beat his ass at baseball. So every, so, you know, and everyone kind of gets the story from Cassidy. She, she lets it slip and they're like, yeah, we got to win this for the captain. So the day of the big game comes and they lose 
10 to 1, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they get it's, walloped. Yeah. They, they get it's, warped. It's, they, they get seriously warped. But it's all good because uh, they had a good time. And in the end, you know, Cisco ended up even uh, getting getting Rom back in the game. And he hits the one. Bunt. The, <laughs> or he bunts. He accidentally bunt. bunts and allows Nog to score so that they, it wasn't a shutout. And the moral of the story is fucking Vulcans. The moral of the story is what? What? What just happened that we watched? They're in the middle of a war. (laughs) And they say, let's take two weeks, two weeks to play a baseball game that nobody cares about. (laughs) I'm so glad we have just this this. episode so much. Oh, my God. I like I was so tired during this episode that I kept on like slowly uh, like drifting off but then getting angry at something that would wake me up again because it's boring and angry and anger inducing. I mean it's baseball. That's exactly what baseball is because it's the most boring fucking sport. There's no plot. There's absolutely no plot. All the things Jake just said was Jake fishing for plot. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's strangely out of place i have i have additional backstory that will make you hate this episode more before we get to that i didn't get... hate it yeah what you, you shut your mouth you shut your whore mouth <laughs> <laughs> before we get to that i'm sure cassidy still got her fucking in i'm sure she pegged cisco with a strap on in the shape of a tiny novelty baseball bat Yikes. so there's a question I, about that actually I don't why pay is, any of this. Why is Cassidy on the team? What is this team supposed to be con- composed of? Because it's the, the idea was Vulcans are the best. Okay. Is that the best against a random ragtag team of everybody else? Is yes. it the best against the Deep Space Nine? In which case, not everybody here is a member of Deep Space Nine. It's not Starfleet because there's people who aren't in Starfleet. What is the idea here? He it's just not, wants to be a dick to Cisco. Yeah, it's it, it wouldn't matter who else. It could have been a team made up of holodeck baseball legends. He could have gotten the Monstars. Buck Bukai. <laughs> just a whole bunch of Buck Bukais yeah. running around. It wouldn't have mattered because all that all that mattered to Solok was to humiliate Cisco again. And, and Cisco feel- was just like, I can't not take this bait. <laughs> <laughs> what I find funny is I feel like one of the complaints about Enterprise when it came out was the characterization of Vulcans in it. And I was like, there is so much precedent in all the previous shows, especially this guy who like, what the fuck, Starfleet? The man is openly racist. Why have you not drummed him out? Like, and, and like he's so... I find it surprising that there is such a thing as an all Vulcan Starfleet ship. Like, well, that there's precedent for that too. It blew Isn't up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, Was it, the it existed. Jesus, yes, it blew up logically. Oh right. Yeah, it blew up, and Spock had a uh, Ben Kenobi moment. That's right. That's right. I for- I totally forgot about that. Yep. But uh, yeah, you would think that that they'd be over these like segregated crews unless there's like like can you imagine to, do you think their pond fars sync up if they're all on the same ship we discussed, I think we discussed this. that with the intrepid yeah <laughs> the answer is obviously be. yes they just yeah. uh, every seven years they just have to self-destruct the ship oh, God. <laughs> no, no every seven years the ship goes dark for a week 
And then they come back and spend two weeks hosing it down. <laughs> and then it goes through three Barian sweeps. <laughs> Yikes. It's just yeah, like, I, every, every seven years, say, one Starfleet ship becomes a Carnival Cruise Line for just, you know, the, the old retirees who are uh, <laughs> living it up. Yeah. Uh, so Caitlin doesn't mind this episode is what I'm hearing. Yes, and now yeah, she's dead Caitlin, to me. Tell, Caitlin, me, Caitlin, tell me more. Aww. Tell me more. Um, Tell me know. why this I, is good Star Trek. No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> I said, I said I didn't hate it. I think that's actually what I said. Okay, okay. Uh, Still incorrect. Continue. It. No, that's fine. Listen, Justice. I don't know. Okay, first of all, Ames, surely you cannot deny that watching Odo do his umpire stuff was delightful. Yeah, there were there were two highlights of this episode. Literally everything Odo does was Yep, which the, is usually the, the best. case. Except and, when he's plowing foundlings. And but we yeah. got two two great wharf lines out of it, which were also amazing. What were the two wharf lines? Oh man. Uh it was like we will destroy them and Find him and kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I after, cracked after, up. After the, uh, hey, batter, 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 and he just goes, death to the opposition. Yes, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah, so it was yeah. actually three great war flies. Yeah, three. Well, these things do come in threes. So the other thing is, is like, at the beginning, when I was watching, and like, Rom was like, doing his dumb little runs and his shitty little throws and his fucking stupid bullshit and not having his back of his head duster on. I was like, man, I hate Rom. And then he was like, oh, no, guys, don't quit the team. I, I want you to play. I want to watch you play, please. And I was like, okay, I fucking love Rom. God damn Whoa. it, this fucking episode. Whoa. She Actually, felt so I, I bad say. for Rom. I was so sad for Ron. There was, was a like, good Ooh. Rom arc. It is actually, like, I feel, you feel touched a little at the end, like, oh, Rom gets to, like, Watch his son do a nice thing, score a point. You you see a nice Rom moment. But what does, like, what was the actual arc of this episode? Was Have it... you seen the film Rudy? No. <laughs> it's basically Rudy. No, see, no, see it's... The, the, that's the thing about this episode is it's it's not uh, it's not one bad sports episode. It's like seven or eight crammed into one, and all it's, and all of them are combating, and none of them ever finds their footing. Uh, like you've got the like, is it a is it a like underdog bad news team? Bears? Is that the one? Is it yeah? Is it well? It ends like the bad news bears where they still lose, but they like feel good about it. And but like, but like why why do they feel good about it? Like they just uh, just. They don't get the win, uh, which doesn't complete like the uh, the Cisco thing. It they uh, they're not like they feel the ragtag team that you know doesn't really come together to like somehow work. That, uh, there's so many like sports metaphor, uh, like movie metaphor things that they try to get to, and none of them they follow through, and they because they don't have time to cram them all in. It you, the problem with this episode is. I, I don't feel like anybody on Star Trek actually likes baseball. Oh, I have a story. <laughs> I have yeah. a great story for that. So the reason this episode exists is because way, way, way back when, you'll remember in TNG, I think it may have been the episode where we meet Stubbs, the guy who plays baseball games in his head. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michael Pillard decided to kill baseball in the 24th century, even though Michael Pillard is a massive baseball fan. And all the rest of the writers thought that was really weird. So when Michael Pillar finally went away, Ira fucking Bear has the weirdest ideas, guys. 
Uh, he decides out of fucking nowhere, I want to bring baseball back as a tribute to Michael Piller, even though he's the one that killed it in the first place. So what he did, and this is what makes me absolutely abhor this episode, more, more than the actual watching of the episode, is this fact... <coughs> It is a full rewrite of an episode of Fame that Ira Bear wrote. Oh, like man. it is legit, like scene for scene. There are there are several scenes specifically taken out of that episode. The one where Rom bunts taken directly from that episode. The one where Nog doesn't know which which player to tap with the ball taken directly from that episode. Fucking lazy ass bullshit that Bear had already written, and I hate that. Yeah, like, uh, there's there's no good, like, there's nothing actually interesting about baseball. Like, I don't nothing. like baseball. Uh, I don't like baseball in general, but I, I there's plenty of great baseball movies uh, out there. Uh, and... Name one. <laughs> oh, okay, the absolute top is a, a League of Their Own, and it is a fan-fucking-tastic movie. Okay, name two. <laughs> uh, okay, how about Field of Dreams or yeah. uh, Angels in the Outfield? Oh, Angels in the Outfield is and solid. Like, I like that one. There yeah, are you're plenty right. of great baseball movies uh, that are like, yeah, like it's 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 not a uh, a completely terrible thing to watch a movie about. Oh God, the uh, the recent one about the uh, the like minor league team in the uh, in the seventies or eighties by uh, that guy. Oh, I can't even remember. Uh, Oh god, it's it's a really good movie. I'll track it down later and see if I can. Maybe I'll Moneyball. Some, uh, Moneyball is a good movie, even if it's not uh, a uh, really a baseball movie. But yeah, it's a baseball <laughs> movie. Like, there, uh, yeah, but like, there's so many like little things that are in a lot of those movies uh, that are in this. But like, those movies have time to breathe uh, and uh, and you know develop these things and. And this just, it, it tries to cram in so much. And also, you know, oh God, like the slapstick moments that they try and get to in this. <laughs> and not a one of them is funny. And there's so Carol much of it. would be great at catching ball. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, God. Why is Kara uh, suddenly in, like, utterly inept? I don't get it. <laughs> I thought she was, did great. And she looked cute as fuck in that uniform. That was one of the things I liked about this episode. I didn't get to finish, but that was one of the things. I is, will say. Uh, Kira looks I, cute as fuck. I think the Niners caps are genius. Oh, yeah. The logo isn't a good oh, logo. Yeah. I'll say that. I, I, it, I also, I like um, the Logicians as the name for the uh, <laughs> uh, Vulcan yeah, yeah. team. You never get a great look at it, but the Vulcans uniforms, their names are written in Vulcan script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, that too. is That's nice. Cool. I, actually, I actually own one of the replicas of the uh, Niners cap. Oh, but we it's know. A bit too small for my giant head. Oh. Well, it might. It, it certainly there. wouldn't have fit Rom either, then, because that looked. Well, awful. they had to make us clearly yeah, no, they, special. It was, it was like a, a Rastafarian hat. Well, that that's was, like they made really huge big. hats for all the Ferengi, but if you look close, they still cheated it because you could tell like they kept the like front of their makeup off. Yeah. Like you could tell, like no, there should be more lobe there. And I think with Michael Dorn, they just put on his nose and then put the hat on. Uh, I like, wonder. I I don't think there were bridges under there. Did you notice that Kira's name on her jersey changes? Oh, it does. Because originally they wrote Narice, and then someone had to tell them that's that's her first name. That's that's her her hmm. given name. What would yeah, that be? Given, yeah, that's given her. Name, that's yeah. her given name. Her surname. Her family name is Kira. Yeah. So, so they I noticed. I noticed that Lita's jersey said Lita on it. 
Does she have another name? Not I don't, that we I don't know, know that we've ever heard her another name for Lita. <laughs> yeah. But you would she think as a Bajoran, she name, would... No, she just say Dabo girl on the back. No, <laughs> maybe she's maybe she's like Le- maybe she's like Mario from the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, Lita, Lita. No, but his last name is Mario. Oh yeah, I get it now. Yes. Oh, Luigi Mario. Luigi uh, Mario. The movie I was thinking Mario. of uh, <laughs> is uh, Everybody Wants Some. That's a great movie. I've never heard of that. Richard. It's by Richard Linklater, so who I am. I find either very good or very bad. <laughs> what did you mean on this episode? I was like, I find it amusing enough. But all I could think was like, there, there was this, this you know, in, in high school I loved, I mean, I still do, but I, I really loved this anime called Slayers. Mm-hmm. And I remember a, that. Oh, yeah, Slayers it, is a great show. And it's a fantasy adventure anime, and it's mostly comedic. But the, like, last stretch of episodes when they find out it's the big bad, like, would always get really super dark and serious. You always knew the end game was coming because there was the last funny episode or quote unquote funny. For some reason in that show, in all three seasons, it was a cross-dressing episode. Because, like, whoever wrote that show just clearly thought cross-dressing well, was the funniest Gori, fucking thing. Though. Wasn't Gory the one that would wind up dressed like a girl? In the first two part? seasons, in the third season. Oh, the I rock boy. All, yeah. too, didn't he? But so to me, this feels like this should have been the like last lighthearted episode before the like finale run. No, it should not have been in the show. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying excised and left on the cutting room floor. Uh, and then that's what it felt like to me, though, is the like Ira Bear. I would like to offer the, the opinion that it at least was better than fucking the actual cross dressing episode, which was hot garbage. Mm. Yeah, no, there's Star Trek has done much worse than this. It's just so much here's worse. I don't know how this episode has a 7.5 on yeah, IMDb. Pe- there are people Get who love it. fucked, people. <laughs> people love this episode. It's actually very high rated because there are so many people who love it. And here's my question. Every fucking television series in the goddamn history of time has done a baseball episode. There's never a point. The point is always, do you, you win some, you lose some. Or maybe we have a rivalry thing. There's never actually a fucking point to having a fucking baseball episode except that they get to play baseball. Goddamn fucking table flip. Star Trek should be different. I, I guess for me, though, it's like because it's been so long established how much Ben loves baseball. It It's actually kind of interesting to see him finally get to play it. Why? Sort of. But he's I such a terrible understand. coach. He's a terrible oh, he coach. <laughs> He's such a bad coach, and, and and you like he loves this game, and like and he's always so good at otherwise getting them to do shit, uh, even if it's like by throwing them in face first. Why is he so? If he loves it so much, why can't we see that? And like it just because makes he's him letting, unlikable. He's letting his emotions run away with him. This whole thing is that it's about Ben learning to like be the bigger man and realize. Don't rise to the bait of some terrible Vulcan racist who should have been drummed out of the core for being so incredibly openly racist. What the fuck, Starfleet? The man has written multiple fucking papers about, like, his race's superiority. We call that a Nazi on this planet. Yeah, but we're okay with it now, remember? Also, I'm sure the Vulcans are the ones who ones actually in charge of getting those uh, printed, so I'm sure they don't care. I mean, it does explain why there's, you know what, let's just, let's let him helm an all-Vulcan ship, because otherwise there's gonna be a court-martial when his crews fucking kill him. I haven't even gotten yeah. to my actual notes on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think this episode is great. No, that's a lie. <laughs> I will hit you. I will hit you if I have to. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I uh, uh, I don't know. I some of the gags I thought were okay. Like the Odo you gags. mentioned, the the wharf gags, the Odo gags were. were oh, I fine. love the Odo gags. But yeah, it was mostly garbage. I also just I what made Ben Cisco think that he was going to be better at baseball than than the Vulcan. Um, he has profits in his head driving him insane. <laughs> mm, that Good could point. explain yeah. it. Maybe he was hoping the prophets would show up like angels in the outfield. Ah. Yes. What? Oh, they showed I, it all. Oh, yeah, sure. Stood up and waved their arms <laughs> and be like, go, Christopher Lloyd. Go help Tony Danza before cancer takes him. See, I <laughs> figured out. Happens? Yeah. I figured I out what um, what could have made this episode even better. Uh. If they had. Vic out there singing the anthem. That's true, because he's a holodeck character. Yeah. He could just swoop in. Also, uh, boy, they, uh, they're really stretching the limits of, like, how big the, uh, the hollow suite can show, can, like, spread out. I know, right? Out. What? How does this work? Yeah. I also can only assume they nixed the, let's, the, the crowd in the first moment, because it would be impossible to get shooting done. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, they would have had to film... The whole thing with the same crowd. And a baseball game takes seats. roughly 15 hours. Mm. It's also just cheaper to just have them at the very beginning and the very end. Yeah. But if they were going to have a couple of extras, they probably should have had them during the tryouts. <laughs> Maybe one on the team, because it's not like anybody really gives a shit. Mm. Nope, mm. no extras. Only characters we've, we've seen before. See, there now there's a better version of the episode, which I... I must admit, I actually, I don't hate this one either. It's fluff, it's pointless, but I was entertained. But if, like, he comes out and the team does phenomenally well, like, they're crazy good, they destroy the Vulcans, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then after the Vulcans leave, you know, Cisco's like, end program, and everyone vanishes except, like, him, Jake, and Cassidy. And then the others kind of peek around, like, can we come out now? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, that, I, I, that, I, I lost that's your, what it should have been. I, I lost the thread. Like, in he other should, words, he secretly just replaced the team with holographic lookalikes. Oh. No, here, here's what it would have been. The they Vulcans played were the still game. real, though. Yes. Okay, they I didn't get that. They would have played the game. Yeah, They would have won, and, like, it's a big celebration, and then the last moment of the episode, Cisco walks into Solok's quarters to gloat, and he holds up the hollow disc and goes, it's a fake! <laughs> <laughs> or alternately, you know, Solok's like, well, you won. It's like, you're right, because I outsmarted you, and turns, and I was like, it didn't even occur to you, you dumb fuck! Yeah, here, and then Cisco whacks him in the face with his penis. Here's my better uh, pitch for a better episode, too, uh, is that, like... They somehow, like, managed to even out, like, through programming, like, even out the teams a little bit, but the Vulcans still are, are clearly whooping ass. And they still managed to do, uh, to get close to a victory, maybe not, uh, uh, maybe not an actual victory, but they get close to a victory with strategies, like, so, something that you might actually have to, like, be interested in baseball to know. <laughs> mm. And then, uh, yeah. if they'd done that and, like, they come to, like, a you know, of understanding. It would have been also passable fluff, but it's just like, it's such a dumb ending as far as I'm concerned. No, I don't know. Well, I kind of like they spent watching so much them time. own that Vul Vulcan with sick burns. They spent so much damn time in the episode, like, going over the rules and yeah. 
you know, it really didn't pay off other than, you know, the Odo ejecting Cisco joke. Yeah. But if they had, you know, what more if it was like, need? oh, well, we uncovered some obscure rule that <laughs> meant that, you know, we actually got a, you know, a fair, a good run or something. I don't know. Yeah. Involve also- some sci-fi is what I say. That would be nice. It would yeah. be nice if in this sci-fi show for sci-fi people that usually like don't that most of the, the jokes are we don't get baseball rules. Baseball's stupid, right, everyone? It's so hard. If it, there were some fucking things to enjoy for the sci-fi nerds. Well, see, the science fiction aspect is uh, getting an Englishman and an Irishman to play baseball. Hey. <laughs> But they but what? they have scotch flavored gum. Oh yes, that's right. Oh that yeah, was, that was a that Ronald was D. Moore line. I would try that. Ew. <laughs> I would try throwing that directly into the trash. But at least they were doing that instead of like chewing tobacco or something fucking. Oh, disgusting. the network probably wouldn't have allowed well, it. Well, I mean, I would hope not, but <laughs> I mean, but also, that's, I like but that's that actually the, uh, what they fucking do, isn't it? They're not eat, eating scotch infused gum. We have uh, we have continuity with. O'Brien's shoulder Shoulder? problems. (laughs) I actually thought that was a nice touch. I was like, yes. Yes, he does fuck his shoulder up very frequently, doesn't he? Of course his shoulder exploded. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's dumb, but I I was entertained enough. Are you not entertained? I just think... Like, it is any other baseball episode of any other show. It is. It See, just wasn't special at all. The thing is, you keep saying that. I I apparently don't watch enough TV because I can't think of another show I've watched that's had a baseball episode. Wow, really? Friends, I'm sure had several. No, oh, I never. Hmm. <coughs> football. They did football and friends. Uh, Futurama. Just shoot me. Oh, yeah, okay. Futurama had Blair's Ball. That's true. The Simpsons. Well, Simpsons has a, a thing for every sport. By the would end. you like that's me that's to see me hit a few dingers? Yeah, but what? Yeah, but the, what, there's a very famous Simpsons episode that's actually really good. Oh yeah, there's that episode, which is which is a really so- great. It's bu- technically about softball, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So there's the Simpsons softball episode. I've never watched Friends. I did watch Just Shoot Me, but I don't remember the baseball episode. Uh, yeah, Futurama baseball episode. Has like, oh, I believe you. I just don't remember it. The only thing I remember um, from Just Shoot Me is Chicken Pot Pie, so. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I, again, maybe I just don't watch enough TV, but mm. yeah, I don't really, not many baseball episodes come to mind. No, I, I so. there is a list online that I <laughs> that I found before. I don't remember any of it right now, yeah. but yeah, I just know I've seen a bunch. The ones that pop up on uh, Google Phil are uh, Grey's Anatomy, South Park, Criminal Minds, Samurai Champloo, Simpsons, uh, Psych, and then uh, the last one here is DS9. I forgot there was a baseball episode of Samurai Champloo. I've seen that show, too. It's a good it's show. a damn good show. I don't watch a ton of anime, but that's a damn good show. Yeah, that really is. Anime? Um, yeah! <laughs> that, that makes sense there with it, because the only countries on the planet that care about baseball are America, Japan, and, like, some uh, Latin American Cuba? countries. Yeah. handful of Latin American countries, the United States, Canada maybe cares, mm. Japan. It's a dumb game. I mean, it. it I, but I, I generally, I mean, I don't like sports. I'm the wrong person to talk to. Like, I don't yeah. even... I thought maybe like, oh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people who aren't really super into sports uh, do like soccer, though. Maybe. No, fucking tedious as any of them. Sports is tedious. 
Oh, but this, episode, but this episode. But this episode aired during the World Series, guys. Oh, mm. got a tie-in. Oh, that's cute. So I'll say this of baseball. I've been to baseball games. I've been to Fenway Pack. Mm-hmm. Same. It's fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. Boring as shit. Uncomfortable seats. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Fenway Park if you're a fucking fat person, because it sucks. Unless, <laughs> unless you, uh, unless you got somebody in that can get you into one of the suites upstairs, then go there for go. it. That they got nice work. chairs. But, yeah, yeah. Then you don't have to watch say the this. game. Exactly. You can if just... I hap, I will never seek it out. But if I happen to be like channel surfing and there's a baseball game on something about it that i will just i will watch a baseball game on tv i have never seen you watch a baseball game Jim. i don't usually channel sir that's true that's we haven't thing. channeled since, since we have netflix and like the, the wealth of shows at our fingertips now we never channel surf yeah or really it'd have to be really and... slim pickings to be uh watching baseball these days yeah yeah well if i'm driving and there's a game on the radio maybe i'll listen to oh, that's incredibly boring radio. that's even no, it's yeah. fine on the radio, find it's fine on the radio. What, per- it's just, what percentage you know, of people who crash their cars from falling asleep do it while listening to radio one hundred percent see i'll i'll say i did once i remember i think we had a baseball game on in the background while i was doing something else it's great auditory white noise yeah. If you don't, yeah, I think that's, if you don't, if you're not invested in the game and don't actually want to pay attention to it, it's not meant to be watched. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It was invented when there was way less to do. <laughs> if oh, I'm going damn. to sit in a bowl in the direct sunlight for four hours and drink, there's a lot of better things I can watch. Yeah, badminton just, is great. Yes, I, I just thought of my good baseball movie. Yeah, the damn Yankees musical. Okay. That That's film a good one. fucking rocks. Uh, uh, and uh, the Rookie of the Year. It. Rookie of the Year is a pretty uh, good classic. Everyone loves that Charlie Sheen one. one. Um, I don't know that one oh, either. Major League. Major League is very good. Isn't Scott Bakula in the like terrible straight to video third oh, one? No, I think does that so. make this a probably ten fordable? No, film? no, <laughs> good thing. no, no. Although he almost did say Faith of the Heart, so that was great. Yeah, he's like, uh, we've got faith, we've got heart. Basketball. Basketball is actually a lot of fun. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I I was like, man, they should actually make that a sport. I could almost play that. Because there's no actual running involved. Pickleball. You ever play pickleball? I never played pickleball. It's like tennis with a wiffle ball and ping pong rackets. Oh, no. That's crazy. Some fucking... Is that a New Hampshire thing that we... No, I've heard the word pickleball before. The uh, there's a a tennis court what looks to me to be a tennis court nearby that has like pickleball stuff or, uh, over by it. There you go. There's t- we got tennis courts near us. Let's get wiffle balls and <laughs> ping pong paddles and get to it, kids. Oh man! So actually, I I remember I I was given tickets to a Fenway game once. So me and two of our two of my friends went. This was when we were in high school, and uh, you know it's it's the baseball park. We're teenagers and we're shooting the shit and we're casually swearing in this horrific old crone in front of us, who's probably dead by now because this was like twenty years ago and she was a billion then. <laughs> turns around and croaks through her rotting teeth. 
How dare you? This is a family place. It's like, you stupid fuck. This is Fenway Park. They don't let you in if you don't swear. Yeah, what the hell? Someone, someone behind you is probably dropping racial slurs. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, she's like, oh, good. Carry on, gentlemen. Yeah, no. <laughs> Why are you going to learn to curse at the Puerto Ricans like the people behind you? Old Bostonians man? are the worst fucking hypocrites. I like those little square ice cream bars they sell at, at Fenway. They still sell those? I haven't been in... I, I, I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know, but... I, I haven't been to Fenway in fondly. 15 years. I have only ever seen a hockey game at Fenway Park, which was <laughs> there we great. Go. Oh, yeah, no, I, I just... It's funny, because back before Deadspin, like, fired all their staff and ruined the page, it was always Deadspin interesting reading is... Uh, sorry, they're a, they're a sports website. Got it. But I read them because not because I cared about sports, but they would often tie sort of it would often tie into sort of larger issues in the world and how sports are affected by them or are complicit or whatever. And it was the good ownership, writing. it was, it was, yeah. and re- ownership decided uh, they had to stick to sports, and their staff quit simultaneously and started their own website. And I, yeah, I think the readership dropped off pretty drastically, hmm. but. You know, there were all these articles about the fact that baseball really is dying. Like, Good. And it's so, like, they keep trying to push through things to modernize it, but, like, the fucking people in charge are just so stuck with tradition, and it's like, but what, then your sport's gonna die. What would they do to make it, I don't understand. Uh, just little things to make it faster, like a shot clock, for example. A shot clock? What yeah, I don't know what you would call it in baseball, but, like... A pitch clock? Yeah, like, not letting the batter just stick around for a thousand years, which I think they maybe finally implemented that because a batter, technically speaking, doesn't have to get up to the plate by a certain time. So they'll kind of hang back and swing around a bit. And the pitcher doesn't have to pitch within a certain time. And it's just all these little things they want to implement to make the game faster. That would literally like it's seconds here and there, but they add up to a significant amount of time coming off the game. But there's just constant resistance to it. Which, I mean, there's ones, no... Ones of minutes. Let's be honest. That really is why it's the American pastime. It's shooting yourself in the foot for the sake of idiotic tradition that's just hurting you. Yep, we have this million-page rule book. We have to make sure between every play that we've abided by every single rule. Yeah. Okay, but guys, remember how cute Odo was while he was practicing his umpire calls? Yes, and that was great. Odo was great. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I think of an already pretty mediocre season, it was like probably the best so far. I mean, it kind of makes sense that it's been sort of slow because one thing Star Trek has always had, well, has had an issue with since TNG is like, coming back from a season break. Like, think of, you know, all the times you talked about the, like, the start of the season of TNG, the second half of a cliffhanger, was, like, they they do they would do a really good job setting up a cliffhanger, and then they almost never stuck Listen, the landing. Chris, oh, just yeah. because you love Time's Arrow Part 1 doesn't mean that they're really good at setting up first-parters and blows. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm thinking You're more You're only of, thinking about best of both worlds. No, but I, I, feel like, I feel like we, most of the time, we're like, Outside of that one, even it was like the this, the second half was always a little underwhelming. I think the second half of Descent was better than the first. Which one was Descent again? Descent was, was the four lights. Lore. lore takes over a bunch of Borg. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I think you're actually right there. Like, the setup was kind of eh, but the second part was better. The and yeah, that's, that wasn't a season finale one, but yeah, the second half of, um... Time Zero. No, of, um... <laughs> oh, the Spock um, episode. Mm. Redemption? For no, you. I'm thinking yeah, of... I'm thinking yeah, of yeah, David Warner... Four and lights, lights there. And what's Chain of Command. Oh, 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 Jericho. Is yeah, Chain of Command. Command. That's, again, an opposite one where, like, the whole first episode is painfully tedious. All the good shit's in the second half. Star Trek shouldn't do two-parters, is, is the lesson here. Oh, boy, we're gonna have a ton of two-parters in Voyager. Mm, maybe Every other week them. is a fucking two-parter. But yeah, so the, the, it's like because the, the first two episodes are really coming back from the end of the first season, and that was a mess. And I, I'm hoping they'll hit the gas soon. Hmm. But yeah, I mean Continued. they do hit the gas at the by the end of this season, and it's really going at the end. the The final yeah, I, the, la- the final last ten half episodes, of the season, I think, is really good. Yeah, the final ten episodes of uh, are the best thing, our best uh, serialized storytelling. That's that Star Trek has ever done, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I'm looking forward to he- the seeing last what they do. Of this season, of this season, yeah. yeah. It, like, oh my god, yeah. You're you're really in for like so much good stuff. God, I love Kai Win. Um, oh, Jake has yeah, another. So had a, Jake had a thing about Max Grodinchik he wanted to bring up. Oh, I thought we talked about this before, but somewhere I must have just heard it elsewhere. But like Max Grodinchik was a semi-pro ball player. Oh yeah. What? Uh, before becoming an actor really so so yes i must maybe i just read this on reddit or something in the past and it just stuck with me but yeah uh i see here it's on memory alpha yeah the obvious joke there as you know that he of all of the people that were in this episode he's the one that actually played baseball professionally yeah he specifically played in the in the episode he played left-handed because he just couldn't be bad with his right hand. <laughs> See, it's funny. I was going to say, and I forgot to, like, oh, man, so Ames, which which person secretly was, like, in college ball or something? And well, it turns out oh, somebody was. Go. And Jake yeah. had this week. There yeah. You, go. you know who was reported to be the worst player on the team? Ben Sisko. No. Oh. Nana Visitor. <laughs> oh, that doesn't surprise me. When they showed her, like, throwing shit, I was like, you are terrible. And I could tell it wasn't fake either. Mm. It was well, like, just, even trying to look bad, she looked horrible. I was like, this is just, you really suck. It's kind of funny. You could tell, like, Sherlock Lofton did a really good job of doing the, like, pitcher leg movements. But then his arm was all wrong. because yeah. he's, like, fucking 80% leg. leg. Yeah. Dear God. But yeah, you can tell, like, most he of those people. He becomes more leg every fucking week. By the end of the show, he's just going to have pants, like, up to his nose. <laughs> That's basically going to be all. Jake Sisko is just going to be transformed into fucking legs. Oh, God, that reminds me. At the it end, does? Yes. At the end of Aftermath, After Image, rather. They had him in a really nice coat. They have finally learned how to dress him, and it's amazing. Listen, I also have a crush on Jake Sisko, but you can just say it. It's okay. He's a no, it's, it's, it's more that just he's, they put him in the best outfits, and if I was built like him, I would want them all. Uh, I'm just glad yeah. that he's finally getting getting some screen time this season, because it felt like yeah. we, we would just go episode many episodes in. without seeing him, but so far we've, got, we've had four... Four episodes that included Jake, which is nice. I do like that uh, Ben was realistic. You know, at the end, he's like, I let 10 through. It's like, yeah, but had they been human? You know, you only let through like you know, two or three. <laughs> he wasn't like, you know, struck them all out. He's, re- he's realistic. And then he gave him a kiss. Like, they, we've, I've seen Ben Sisko kiss Jake Sisko like twice already this season. 
And I continue to love their relationship so fucking much. They really do have, like, one of the best father-son relationships on TV. I just love it. I love it. It's so wholesome. It's so sweet. And it's so, again, like, hate to say, but against stereotype, you know? And it's like, thank you, God. Like, thank you. (laughs) Like, Steve and I are a bear. Your fucking beard is ridiculous, but you're doing this thing right, so... You didn't. You we we didn't talk about it much. Or you started to mention it earlier. It, it also was fun at the end watching them all dunk on Solok or the fuck is oh, yeah. Solok. I like that he's the captain. It says here of the Tacumbra, and all I can think of is that just sounds like a Discovery Klingon, one hundred percent. It definitely does. Tacuvma and Tacumbra. Tacuvma. They open a <laughs> shop that uh sells that wretched mushroom tea. Sounds awful. What's it called? Tacumbra. Uh, 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 kombucha. Kombucha. Kombucha, there it is. Kombucha. Oh my god, Tacumbra Kombucha. It works. Tacumbra Kombucha. Yeah, and I, I like, I like the... It's a fucking uh, gross drink. I like the... You know, I forget to wear my spots. And uh, what is it Quark says? Like, For such an intelligent race, you really suck at so, yeah. identifying humans or something. I don't know. It was something like that. Humans. Humans. The way I said it was like, this episode is basically that meme that goes around now with the guy like getting the medal and he kisses the woman and he sprays himself in the face with champagne. <laughs> but then he's like third place. Yeah. It's like, this is the original version of that. And so really at the li- top being really like, what's it. going on? With your manufactured victory or whatever he called it. Yeah, I th- I thought that that was um, them trying to pull up, uh, break them with logical fallacies, like they were the robots from I'm <laughs> I mean, basically is what he did. Why are you happy? No, you know what it is? It's like that episode, oh, is that that one where, like, Chekhov is, like, they're all, like, jumping up and yeah, down. And yeah, that was, uh, yep. Damn it! Okay, fine. I was gonna be like, no, it's like this other thing, but no, actually, it's exactly Same like thing. what you <laughs> just said. So... Yes, it's a lot like that, guys. Good comparison. <laughs> I know lots of things about Star Trek, including I mean, all of the names of the episodes. It's been a lot of Star Trek and I a lot of I didn't know titles. the name of the episode then. I mean, it's nice of you to, I mean, to look, be nice. This is a franchise that has an episode called The Emissary, an episode called Emissary, an episode called First Contact, and a movie called First Contact. So, I mean, they can't keep it straight. Uh, An episode called Lower Decks and a fucking stupid series called Lower Decks. And I think, didn't I accidentally name one of our episodes after an episode? Without even realizing it. Yeah, it was uh, Coming of Age. And I was like, yeah, there's an episode called that, Chris. I was like, oh, shit. Simpsons did it. Well, this has been fun. Any final thoughts? (laughs) It's been great being angry with everybody. I just learned. (laughs) It's it's been a joy. I've just learned that the name of... uh, Rene Aubergenois' uh, photo double is Chuck Shanks. Now, see, that sounds like a baseball player from 1915. Yeah, yeah. Kind of does. Like, yeah. the early, early days, like, ah, yes, Shoeless Joe Jackson and Chuck Shanks. <laughs> or a butcher. Shanks. I feel like they start calling him the mutton. Shanks. Wasn't a member of C-Lab 2021 called Shanks? Christ, we're stretching. Please end this episode. Michael Shanks. Mustache is, uh, on or off. <laughs> Yeah, oh, the best well, jokes are inside jokes. Yep. It's not an inside joke, you just have no C-Lab 2021. Yeah. Well, uh, off. speaking of Too every bad. show that 
Beep, 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 beep. Speaking of every show that has no connection whatsoever to Star Trek. Thank you for joining us on this Batman podcast. <laughs> Chris's dream come true. No, Thank you is. for joining us tonight on Dance with the Devil. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek reference. Yes. Batman Star Trek reference. Yeah, uh, if you uh, like what you heard here tonight and you want to listen to us avoid discussing Star Trek again, good news, we do that a lot. So check us out, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, posting Batman memes. (laughs) If you search for Star to Steer By, not really, actually. Our memes tend to be pretty Star Trek-y. So we're doing that right, at least. You can find us at SSHB Podcast on Tumblr and Twitter, and you can find us at SS hbpodcast.com our home on the web read a post take take a post leave a post (laughs) next week we're going to talk about triasalis chrysalis i know what it says (laughs) (laughs) and treachery faith it's always jake that mispronounces i wanted to have the fun oh no so chrysalis and treachery faith and the great river that's treachery faith and the great river (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry. Chucheri. Faitha. Uh, I think that's, it sounds, okay, here's the thing. I, I haven't seen it, but Treachery Faith in the Great River sounds like it's going to be some Native American planet again. And I can't, my heart can't take it, so please tell me that's not the case. I have no idea. I do not remember this episode, so. Oh, God. I remember this episode. I, like I could Treachery be right then. The oh, it's Jake's favorite episode. It's not my favorite episode. <laughs> I like the it. The Magnificent Wait, Ferengi. Again. I was gonna say, are the Ferengi in it? Because you know how there, Jake loves those Ferengi there episodes. A, there is a, there's a lot. There's a lot of Nog. It's a it's a Nog heavy episode. Ooh. Well, I, I do, do like, like Nog. The, the, the Nog episodes towards the end are getting really good too. Yeah, I I continue to love Nog. He had a good ha ha moment. Oh, he is a lot. Okay. In, uh, in uh, take me out to the Hollow Suites, and I was like, ah, ha ha, Nog. I just love them. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do that this again next week. So, uh, in the meantime, I've been Caitlin. I've been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. I'm Justice. Ah, Justice, thank you so much for joining You're us. out of here! <laughs> <laughs> Rule of Baseball, Section 4, Paragraph 12. <laughs> do you have anything that you want to rep while you're off? Uh, I I don't have anything to promote at the moment because I all I do is take care of a child and stare at a wall. But actually, I'm going to be in a uh, radio play later this summer. I don't actually I don't know whether or not it's going to be if they're adjusting anything about whether it'll be live or not. But I assume that it's still going to be on Zoom. Uh, I'll be playing. Um, God. I was in this. Who was I? Already played the. Uh, God. Uh, Sherlock. Uh, oh, Lestrade. Oh, Lestrade. Lestrade. I'm going to play Lestrade again. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Lestrade or the Pimpernel? Which is it? Oh my nope, god, no I hope, please be the Pimpernel again one day. I hope that happens. At some point. Looking at looking at you, Liz. Alright. Alright, it's late. We, it is off. late. Alright, good night, sports fans. Good night. Good night.